minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to this uh extra spicy bonus part three of episode 81 of the art of war down under podcast my name at nauseam at this point is adam camilleri and i'm joined once again for the third for the fifth time sorry i was about to say the third time the fifth time the third time this week mr carl grundy is joining us once again hello mate how you doing man you all right i'm pretty good now we've teed this one up it hasn't hasn't coalesced in what we thought it was going to be but we've teed up this special bonus episode to talk and unpack tau lists for those people at home to find out where the best point of call is for them starting their tau adventures into the greater good and why these lists work why they're going to be good in the current meta and then we'll talk about some little alterations people might want might want to make you know possibly we've we've got some insights into what what um uh, eldar is going to bring to the table and we've possibly got some insights you know we can assume what nids are going to be good at it's probably not going to change that much they're just going to get better at it and so we're going to extrapolate a few things from there but dude this was your idea um what do you hope to get out of this episode for people so i think it's basically just to kind of um unpack a little bit about what's going on in the tournament scene because i know that a lot of people mm-hmm. myself included are raring to go uh, if they've just got their hands on the new codex and a bit, a little bit nervous you can obviously take a little bit from other people's lists see how it's mm-hmm. uh how it works essentially so that rather than going to a table thinking i have no idea what to do how to use it there's a lot to unpack and i think it's going to catch a few players out and obviously you want to go out there and represent uh, the tower community and do well so i think let's yeah. like deep dive have a little bit of a discussion around that i think that's the main thing for people to uh, take away from it exactly right so we're just going to unpack some of the uh winning lists of this past weekend and um there's some of these that have taken a loss some of them taken a draw doesn't really matter we're just going to unpack see where the correlations are we have five lists to go through um and i'm going to start off with uh one of my very good mates lists from australia his name's hayden Waldock. um he's just jumped back onto tail after playing uh combination of sisters and marines for most of ninth edition so far um and admittedly i'm doing this one first because i know this is a list that i i that hayden admits isn't as refined as he wants it to be just yet this he only took this to an rtt he was just experimenting with some bits and pieces so i think it's a good place to start because a lot of people out there will be doing exactly what hayden was doing um so this is a tau empire patrol i think it's a double patrol if i remember right he has a uh cold star commander um thermoneutronic projector higher burst cannon two plasma rifles uh with precision of the hunter and the onager gauntlet so he's kind of going for the all round all like really well rounded donkey puncher mm-hmm. does that sound about right yeah so he's gone for the flamer um good range 12 inch range good strength ap two damage and then obviously combining that with the onager gauntlet for that combat efficiency yeah because he gets to but, re-roll everything yeah but in addition he's got um the high output burst and the two plasma rifles slapped on there as well he's running to 165 yeah, points yeah, that's, that's about right. I think mine works out about 164. Uh, I've not mm. got double plasma, but I've definitely got the high outburst, um, the flamer, um, and yeah. one plasma rifle, and then I've gone shield generator, but he's just kind of gone for full kind of extra shooting. Yeah, this this this, uh, this tells you a lot about um, about Hayden and what he's built his list because that, that's a very unrefined way of building. It's kind of a jack-of-all-trades way, right? Mm. He's got... He's got the high apples for anti-infantry. He's got the plasma rifles for you know anti-mech. He's got the thermonitronic projector because it's OP as shit. <laughs> <And the precision laughs> of the hunter. Um, then he's got Dark Strider, 10 Breaches, 10 Crute. 
um, a two, three, four, five-man uh, crisis bodyguard unit, each one with um, air burst, one with counterfire defense system and iridium, um, and another one with um, dominator frag launcher and target lock. And then they all, um, all of them have target lock apart from the guy who's got the defense system. Then um, three shield drones and a gun drone going along for the ride. Um, fast attack is only is uh, six Vespid, which I'm thinking is going to become a fixture here. He's got two mm-hmm. Tetras. Uh, he's got a hammerhead with SMS, um, and then he's got three broadsides, once again, with three shield drones and a gun drones. They do have SMS, heavy rail rifle, and stabilized optics. I'm not sure if that's what they come with or if that's an upgrade, mate. You might have to tell me. Upgrade. Um, it's the standard one that they come with, but you can change it for anything else. But it is a standard okay. upgrade. Yeah. Um, there's got two devilfish with SMS as well. And his second patrol. This one also has a crisis commander. This one is just a regular crisis commander. Missile pod, uh, dominator warhead upgrade, two plasma rifles, a shield generator, two marker drones, um, additional wall trait, exemplar of Montcar, additional relic, multi-sensory discouragement array. Is that the, nice. that's the funky one? That's that the funky with one. Movement, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, then he's got an ethereal. Um, with uh, two marker drones and a humble stave, mm-hmm. just taking sense of stone and William of wisdom of the guides, ten strikes and a supreme command with shadow sun. What do you make of this one, mate? So uh, I can see the um, the logical kind of thought process. Um, the crisis suits is pretty much standard air burst, uh, target lock, ignoring cover, and then the domination frags or you know minus four leadership one that we talked about. So yeah, that's yep. pretty much a staple. I like the fact that he's taking bodyguards because obviously that unit is going to be the one hiding out of line of sight using the jump shoot jump, yes. and then the characters can benefit from that. Dark Strider giving something plus one to wound. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I'm a little bit like, okay, um, I see where you're going with it, but maybe change it is one thing on the commander. If you're giving him the Onaga Gauntlet, then you're throwing mm-hmm. him into combat. So you might want to think about either giving him two shield drones or the four pin yep. bun. I think yep. if you're going to be going to combat and that's what you want him to do, then, you know, give him some defensible uh, options. Mm. The broadsides, I think. You need to change to Velocity Tracker simply. The only reason I'm thinking this is because Custodes and the Tower, tower Mirror yeah. Match. Medical, um, right? Hmm. Yeah, because you're going to be taking Montcar. Um, everything else, uh, the multi-century thing, I like it because you're playing around with that option of switching stuff off. And it's again, we talked about it being good in the Tower Mirror Match. Um, the Devilfish, I mean, okay. I like him if you're going to be super aggressive with your uh, breaches, but he's gone for strikes. Um, so the oh, he's issue, got one unit, one unit of breaches, one unit of strikes. One unit of breaches, yeah. one unit of strikes. I think the problem that I'm having that is probably also having the same problem is that if you're going to go Delfish, you're going to be throwing your obsec forward. So then Rod yep. becomes a bit of a questionable one. I know the Ethereal has a power, um, but. I don't think necessarily the Delfish are needed if you're just having those strike and breach of squads at the back holding objectives while you push the rest of the stuff forward. But it's a bit of a, what do you do? Do you just throw everything forward and think about Rod later? Mm. Or are you designing it around um, holding back? And as you can see, this is truly a this is truly an experimental list. This is a one-of yes, list. 100%. Everything is only a one-of. One crisis bodyguard, one Vespid, one hammerhead, one, hammerhead. one unit of broadsides. Uh, yeah, one coal star commander, one regular commander, one unit of strikes, one unit of breaches, one unit of recruit. It truly is like I'm just going to take one of everything and see what I like. Yeah. Um, if you were to refine this or take this one step further, what would the next iteration of this list look like? If you were to strip back a couple of things, add a couple of things. So what I would probably do is, um, as it's Tau Sept, right? It is, yeah. 
yeah, I would basically strip away the devilfish. Um, I'd strip the. I'd give the invon on the commander just to give him a little bit of survivability and a couple of shields. Um, if I stripped away the devilfish, you're talking what two ten points there. Just have your troops at the back to do rod, and you've probably got enough um, to squeeze in a small unit of uh, crisis just with the extra punch. Yep. You know, plasma rifles, fusions, and I know you don't get the full reroll wounds, but you could always drop them in and do the uh, full rerolls. The, the GCP, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's probably the way I would take it because y- you're going to struggle with having backfield stuff. I know you got. Uh, do you say unit recruit, right? Is it one unit recruit? Yeah, yeah, one unit recruit. Um, so that's the way I would go with it. I would just hmm. bulk it out a little bit more. Uh, find your play style and then just strip out. For me, I'd strip out the Delfish um, unless you're going full ham with all the breaches. Hmm. So I think, two's the, I, think the two's, I think the two's the sweet spot at the moment. Two Devilfish with two breaches, but you need to invest in like a strike squad and a breach uh, and a, a crew squad to hold the back. Um, uh, so. Yeah, actually, I like that. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, there could be two strikes if you really wanted to, but I do like the one you need to recruit in the games where you need to just something to sit in front of your line. Yeah. The, the crew are necessary. Um, okay. Uh, moving on to the next one we're going to talk about. Now, the two next lists, I can't remember which one's which, but one of them is Vic Vijay the, and uh, one of them is Alex Harrison, the two undefeated tower the one, the one with long strike is Alex Harrison's. Well, that's what we're doing first. So this is a patrol detachment of Tower Empire. Now, I've, I'm, we're, we're not going to buy into any drama anything like that we're literally just reviewing a list i don't care what your opinion is on who should who did what who's questionable don't i couldn't give any craps we're here just reviewing a list guys um tau empire patrol um tau sept starts with an ethereal Uh, it's got two market lights center stone exemplar mod car wisdom of the guides on a hover drain as well um promising pupil i'm not sure what that stratagem is but he also has a a humble stave in addition of course like you said long strikes there who is his warlord um what's promising pupil it's an extra um, warlord trait. Uh, oh, it gives you okay, extra warlord yeah. trait, yeah. Yeah. Um, ten crew, four crew hounds, and then his second patrol starts already. This one is also a tower sept. It is a crisis commander in crisis battle suit, precision of the hunter, fusion blaster, onica gauntlet, plasma rifle. Uh, promising people also. He's got a tower flamer, which I'm assuming is, uh, gets turned into the thermonutronic projector with tiger lock and two marker lights. Also, uh, another ten crew. He's got two units of battle suits. Um, First unit has three cyclic iron blasters, one iridiums, two plasma, a plasma rifle, and a flamer at each one. Velocity trackers in addition. Um, and then he's got airburst on one of them with a cycl- with a cyclonic ion and a velocity tracker and a flamer. And then a last one, which is another hodgepodge. So uh, uh, sum it up. There's everyone has a cyclic ion, everyone has a flamer, one guy has an airburst instead of a instead of a plasma rifle. Is how I'm seeing it, and then it's got five shield drones. The next one looks like it's all airbursts, double airbursts with a plasma rifle, a tiger locks, um, and another five shield drones. Two units of six vespid, two units of three broadsides with heavy rails, SMS, and velocity trackers, and four shield drones apiece. This thing is abject savagery, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's savage, and I and I know Alex Harrison. Uh, <laughs> with uh, he messaged me, we were like, um. What are your lists? And I kind of was like, mm, working on this, working on that. And we were talking about crisis suit loadouts, but we weren't talking mm. heavy. So he's designed this list. Uh, this is his list. And it's just savage. <laughs> it's just I've, outright savage. 
if I had to pick, this is a list to, like meant to end the world of custodies. This like oh, I yeah. look at all the the velocity trackers with the cyclic ions and the plasma rifles. I look at the two units of velocity tracked um, broadsides. <laughs> I look at all the shield drones. The shield drones get so much value versus custodies. It's insane because you, you either you take it you take it on your will be a one a one up armor save going to a two up saving cover against their minus one shooting the strength four minus one two damage or you take a shield drone on a four up invulnerable save versus their their melter shots it's kind of disgusting against Praetor bikes yeah yeah so you just to go through like the HQs that the ethereal you standard loadout give me extra CP and let me give something a five up shrug um, mm. the example of Montcar again pick a unit and make it just be horrendous with reroll wounds if you're yes. within nine or twelve with Montcar. Your long strike. Now I said to him, we were chatting on the Team England chat group, and I was like, mate, I love your list apart from long strike. What the hell? Yeah. Now he loves long strike. He always has done. Um, but he gave me a list of all the stuff that he killed. And uh honestly, I kid you not, it was kind of impressive. So, you know, mm. it was uh let me just load it up. Um yeah, I'll I'll load it up while I'm talking about the rest of the list. Now what I thought was interesting here is that um I am not sure what the ruling was at the event, but when I saw Long Strike, I assumed I was seeing Crisis Bodyguard coming and he yeah, hasn't taken Bodyguard. They're exactly right. So that was my assumption. I was like, Well, I have to assume they ruled against it. And so Alex took it regardless of them ruling against it. E.g., he found the merit in the unit, and I was gonna, I was gonna question you about that because mm. I'm assuming you would run something very similar to this without long strike. Yeah, without long strike, I'd, I'd probably just, um, what was it, hundred and is hundred and fifties, hundred and sixty points. I'd probably put in more kind of utility units. Um, I'd probably kind of try and he's got two commanders and and shadow sun maybe. No, no shadow sun. No shadow sun. Yeah, I'd probably just, uh, be going more well, shadow sun got, than long he's strike. He's only got one. He's only got one commander. Is the thing yeah, that I it'd probably be for me. It'd be either an extra commander or um, uh, shadow sun. But when I when I questioned him, you know, I was like, "Now nah, your list is great, apart from long strike." And he went, "He killed loads." I said, "Okay, then tell me what he killed." So he gave me a list. He killed Drazar, three ravagers, a raider, a mauler fiend, a hell drake, half a hierodrule, swarm lord, two custody bikers, the salamander special character dread, two aggressors, Celestine in brackets twice, and Morven Val. And I was like. Yeah, fair enough. I withdraw my comment. <laughs> Sounds fair. I mean, but in my opinion, that was he was just getting kills. He was always going to get. He just decided to get them with long strike instead of name the other unit he could have gotten all those kills with as well. Yeah, so like, I think it's hiding long strike, isn't it? I think it's keeping that little uh, ace in your hole until something yeah. commits and you pop him out and go bang. Can he be? Can he can't. He can't be shield droned at all, even with the stratagem, no. can he? No. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's the he's the only squishy target here. He's the only thing you don't have to kill through through drone protection. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, like Alex must be doing some savant work to keep that guy alive because he he's like the only thing I'd be trying to kill every turn because he's the easy he's the squishy target. Yeah, Com- but it well, matter compar- it, comparatively. The thing is, one thing I like about it is that origin. When I look at his list, I think right, okay, where are the to the last? So it's three two units of broadsides and a unit of crisis suits. So then you know, long strike. As long as he goes out and kills the thing you want him to kill, then if he dies, he dies. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's true. That is true. Um, what would so you, you would take Long Strike out, and he's almost exactly the one sixty five points to put in the Donkey Punch Commander, which he already has. But you, yeah, there yeah. is there is other options there for a second. You know, you could have the Burst Commander, the Cold Star with all the Burst Cannons, mm-hmm. and just go out and just shred, shred, shred with his thirty shots. Um, what else could you put in there? Like, so you could put more crude, more crude hounds. You could put. Um, he's got two units of Vespers. That's probably plenty. But um, like. No strikes, no breaches. I thought, which I think is quite interesting. I, I, one of the reasons I really wanted to unpack this one. 
Yeah, I just I, I, I see the list and I think just maximum efficiency. So when I say mm. I just take out long strike, I think if I took out long strike is what 170 points. So yeah. it would just be another commander. But really, the list is well designed. It's got got enough chaff um just to kind of go, well, there's my two rods, you know, the crude. Mm. And then he's got the ethereal, which can grant another unit um rod. And I believe, unless I am corrected, I believe that the drones do count for total models in the unit for when doing R and D. Oh, that is very interesting, actually. I've been mm. trying to get like a definite answer on it, but because they, they count towards targeting you for like you got blast, they don't yep. count for starting strength for morale. Yep. So I don't see why not. I can't yeah, find I see why not as well. So yeah, basically, yeah. the broadsides, because they've got three plus the four shield drones, you could just get the ethereal to go and do an yeah. action and still shoot. Yeah. So you, yep. you have plenty, and same with the crisis suits and the vespids. So rod's down, perfect. Banners He's, is down as well. And like, Banners actually is down. really nice. Yeah, yeah he, he keeps the crew back on the two home objectives, presuming it's down a war and stuff like that. Uh, he can sacrifice the crew if he needs to kind of pre-screen. Um, and then the crisis team and the, and the SMS for the broadsides just do work the, it's disgusting it's, it's disgusting how much uh, yeah. how much actual so deadliness there is yeah it's just got it's just got 100 efficiency and then when the crisis suits drop in um the other unit with the cyclic and the plasma the ethereal can be next to him and go okay so next turn we can do powers mm. to allow you to do actions and stuff so it, it's got the secondaries down you, you can't really touch the broadsides even if you kill one unit your army is going to be at a point where it's destroyed and so a minimum 10 but looking at his scores that weekend i don't think he ever got less than uh, the 15 on to the last so it's a well-designed list i'm not can't, i can't really uh, well, criticize it yeah me either it, it, i think it's got holes because it is just like uh it, it feels a little wonder it feels like this is the math this is this death by math. This is hitting you in the head and about the head with math. Yeah. Um, and we just don't have the right profiles in the game to survive this kind of stuff right now. I think um, everybody needs to put their minus one to hit banners back in, like 100%. They all, mm -hmm. They're all necessary. But there are pivots we can take that will make this list worse. But as it sits right now, out of the gates, this thing is absurdly, absurdly powerful. All right, on to Vic's list. Let's have a quick gaze here. He also has a patrol attachment. This one is Tau Sept which I find is very interesting. I actually, if I had to make an assumption a week ago after we did our first read-through of the, the Codex, I would have thought these lists would both be far-side enclaves um, mm. with how the game's being played at the moment, but actually, I'm, I'm quite interested. So, Taucept, this is Patrol. It's got a Commander in Crisis Battlesuit, Exemplar of the Monkar, Airburst, Cyclic, um, Dominator Fragmentation Launcher, um, with a plasma rifle and promising pupil for a, ta a target lock and two marker drones. Um, Ethereal, Sensor Stone, Wisdom of the Guides, Honor Blade, Hover Drone, and Humble Stave. Ten strikes. Uh, ba -ba he's got a unit of five Crisis Battle Suits, each one with a Cyclic. Um, he's got an Iridium in there with a Shield Generator and a Flamer. And then Shield Generators on three others. So four of them with Shield Generators, one with an Early Warning Override, and seven Shield Drones. That's, <laughs> I count that out. Seven. <laughs> um, then he's got four marker drones just in a unit by themselves, a unit of three broadsides um, with what you'd expect. Um, at ATS, actually, advanced targeting systems, heavy rail rifles, SMS, um, two marker drones, four shield drones. So he's going all in on the shield drones. I can already tell you that. Second patrol detachment, uh, commander in a crisis battlesuit, vectored maneuvering thrusters, which is the uh, that's the, um, the special tower relic one, yeah? Yeah. He's got precision to the hunter, an airburst, uh, two airbursts, a burst cannon, an advanced burst cannon, a high outburst burst cannon, promising people, and a target lock. Uh, another 10 strikes, another five crisis battle suits. These ones are pretty much, ex it's exactly the same, exactly the same. Cyclics, plasmas, 
another one early warning, warning override, a bunch of shield generators, and a bunch of drones, four micro drones, four shield drones, three stealth suits, six Vespid, and Supreme Command with Shadow Sun in it. This is a vastly different list, and even though it's got very similar units, um, they're taking in different numbers and with different levels of insulation, redundancy, different loadouts, um, way way less um, no line of sight shooting in this list. Way less. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I like I like Vic's list, list, to be honest. It's very similar to one that I would create for Tau Sept. I like the emphasis on crisis suits. I like the emphasis on, um, you know, the typical, I got commanders, I got Shadow Sun for the chapter rerolls, yeah. um, and the ethereal doing the state, same stuff, you know, do an action shoot, and here's a five-up shrug, and extra CP. So, and then, you know, Shadow Sun's still no slouch for shooting. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to look at the kind of like one, two, three. The only thing I'd probably change if it was me is I would probably try to drop. I'd probably drop the four marker drones. That's forty points, and I would just make a maybe drop a shield drone somewhere and put Dark Strider in, just to give um, you know the unit broadsides plus one to wound. I think that's the only thing I'd change. Again, these two are top-level players. Uh, I know them personally. Very good. Uh, I was really impressed with how they did, but I can see how they constructed the list. Yeah. So one, one, that's one thing I thought about. I was going to ask you, do you think it's an over or under investment in drones? He's got about three hundred. He's got over three hundred points invested in just drones, be that all mar- marker or shield. Um, I do like the numbers that come with the crisis suits. I do like having seven or eight mm. drones with the crisis suit units because they are. Going to be you're to the last. Those two and his um and his um broadsides are to the last, right? So then yeah. packing an extra huge amount of drones makes a lot of sense. But three hundred points in your list that's that's three hundred points of your list. You know, it's no to no getting around it. Hmm. I think I think I think what he's probably done if if I was trying to put myself in both Vic and Alex's shoes, they'll have both known that they've been taking Tau. They'll have both known that there's a potential chance of them playing. So they'll have put Ooh. defensive um yeah. measures into their list to go against for the likes of Manny with his Crusher Stampede. Uh, they'll mm-hmm. have looked purely on kind of what are the bad matchups and what if I go against a Tau Tau mirror match? So obviously Alex went velocity trackers. Uh, interesting that Vic chose the ATS, which is a, a auto wound on sixes to hit. Yeah. So I possibly would have gone on for Velocity Trackers again on that, but then it's really good for the SMS just for those extra. Yeah. yeah. So I can see the thought process. Um, I think it's purely designed on, you know what, I'm just going to bank on loads of shield drones just to give me that extra survivability in case I go against these certain uh, questionable matchups. Once again, this is uh, tech for, for custodies, I believe. All, yes. all the shield drones, in addition to all the plasmas and the and the cyclic ions yeah. on all the all the crisis. And once and once you kill those shield drones and the crisis units, they've all got shield generators. Yeah, like you just not, not get, you're just not getting the points. <laughs> I think that's the not, thing. So it's just gone. Here's two units. This is what I designed them to do. They're going to do it yeah. all game. But yeah, there's not much and you I can think, do about it. I think what, what Vic will do, I don't think either of these lists, both Alex's and Vic's, will be repeated. I think they will probably make adjustments. And I think that mm. Vic, as a, as, a, as a good player, will kind of look and think, okay, out of all those games, how many shield drones died? How many times yeah. did I need my shield yeah. generator? And then adjust the list accordingly. Yeah. And I think the same yeah. with Alex. You know, they'll make slight adjustments and then Eldar will come out and they'll both jump onto Eldar. <laughs> you're a savage because um, yeah those cry the both those crisis suit units I mean, there's only five there's only five models in the unit but they're paying like 10 terminators worth of points yeah, yeah. like it, it's kind of nuts how expensive these things can get like 359 
and 338 for the broadsides and then what three almost just under two points shy of 400 on the second mm. unit that's insane amounts of points like you, you have an army that is only like three units and should any one of them get like neutered or you know dunked on or you know are, are you in trouble that's the questions i have for this list like should you get alfred like possibly by a custodians list or some crazy thing we have to say oh raven guard have two units of eradicators and went first you know <laughs> something stupid like that uh when you just lose a unit of crisis uh, does that become a problem for you so interesting interesting things to say there um this next one i cannot remember i think this is the one from the 36 chambers wu-tang indeed good sirs uh this starts up with supreme command once again um it's got shadow sun in it and then a super heavy auxiliary with a storm surge, and then he gets a battalion for the rest. Uh, but he has a unit of crisis bodyguards, a three-man. These ones have two air bursts and shield generators each with four marker drones, cadre fireblade um, with the lantern, a crisis, a cold star commander with a over overdrive power system, um, seeker of perfection. Oh, sorry, this is Bor- this is a Borkan list, by the way. Oh, Borkan, so, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Apologies. Um, I saw Shadow Sun and assumed assumed to my uh mistake it's got um secret perfection burst cannon um, advanced burst cannon fusion blaster fusion uh higher per burst cannon and promising pupil of course with the target lock and ethereal uh, with two marker lights on a so with humble stave that's been the most consistent thing in all yeah. these lists everybody's taken on a stave ethereal um three units of strikes uh, another unit of crisis battle suits with cyclic ions plasma rifles and shield generators with four shield drones and yeah four shield drones and one marker drone, a ghost kill with two flamers, cyclic ion raker, a, a drone controller, and a flare launcher. Um, then four gun drones, two tetras, and a unit of six vespid. This is an interesting list. And so this is the first of the Borkans. So what do you make of this? Um, character's cool. I like the, it's got that one that we talked about. The, is it the Max Mortals 3 plus? Yes. Or Seeker yep. of Perfection. Yes, that's nice. Uh, the ghost kill. Uh, I love um, the Ghost Kill model. I don't know um, how he's used it. Um, obviously, the five up is it the flare launchers is the five plus feel no pain. It is. Yeah. Um, three strikes, but no crew. Was that right? Mm-hmm. Three zero crew in this army. Zero crew. Okay. And any, f- uh, sorry. Any stealth? No stealth. Um, two tetras, some gun drones, uh, a unit of vespid, five vespid. Okay, so it's obviously going it's going for that kind of rod, but then. The one, two, two sides, and then the one of the quarters and the and the enemy's territory, and then use the vespid for fourth. Plausible, but there's other ways of doing it. The crisis team has only got three bodyguards, right? Yeah, three bodyguard. That's right. All with airburst, yeah. Uh, you with all with double airburst and shield generators. Yeah. Um, the big deal here, though, is the storm surge. Do you want to unpack that a little bit? Like uh, the Borkan storm surge seems to be the way. That, ah, if you're going to do a one, single that's storm the one surge, I, missed. I was like, where's the points? The storm where's the surge? points? Yeah. Has he got so which one's the shotgun? He's the got pulse the pulse blast. pulse blast. He does, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Um, hello, I shoot you, you die. <laughs> so <laughs> 24, sh- uh, 20, uh, two shots. Um, at is it the 24 inch range? Um, strength, it basically no one and it just a hits, bazillion, yeah. and it's 12 damage. So for, effectively, you could do 24 damage to that one gun. Because you're switching off in buns, you're not going to get a mm-hmm. save against it. Um, and it's just going to point click delete. Um, so again, situational, uh, if you're going against knights, you'll love it, but if you're not going against, I mean, it can get rid of characters, um, quite easily. And then it's got a lot of other shots as well. So it's got, it's still, it's got, 
it's uh, SMSs, it's got either it's airburst or burst cannons, depending on what it gave it. So it's got, a, and then it's got it's all the 46 missiles. So it's an absolute killing machine. Um, it's interesting to see how, I don't know how they worded um, the ruling about anchors and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. with Montcar and anchoring. Uh, I know it obviously wasn't allowed at the beachhead, but yep. I don't know if that can be the same about that tournament. So again, that thing, once it gets its eyes on you, it will shoot and it will hurt, especially it in the will, Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Borkan, um, plus four inch range as well. So the airburst are 28 inch range as well. <laughs> yeah, I thought he would have uh, more no line of sight shooting. Yeah, I thought I, when I saw the first unit of bodyguard, I thought the, the big unit of crisis would be the same with um, double double airburst. Um, but yeah, he's gone one. Uh, this sounds. This seems to me like it's early days as well. He's just taken like a one of everything again. The only thing really he's doubled up on is the strike teams, which could easily be breaches. Who really, who would really care? Um, I am a fan of ghost kills. I'm actually a big fan of ghost kills. Not for and not for the reasons that people probably think, because I don't want them to kill things or or have to try to kill things. I kind of like. To me, they evoke the Talon Master thing, where I'm like, oh, here's three things that are 170 points that I could make my to the last that I could make unshootable for like three turns of a game because I just play keep away. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's the whole. I'm going to shoot you, and then I'm going to go away, and then you can't shoot me back. Um, yeah. And then if you manage to, I've got my solar flare thing, solar flare yeah. launch, which gives me a five up shrug. And then there's that tasty stratagem, isn't there? That you could mm. just do wall of mirrors, uh, use this stratagem at the end of the movement phase, select a stealth ba- stealth unit or a ghost kill battle suit that's wholly within nine inches of the battlefield edge, remove that unit, and put it back in reinforcements. <laughs> and does that mean? Does <laughs> so that mean you can, can just go away? Yeah. Does that mean you can walk on turn four and turn five? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it doesn't have so any look, specifications. You make, you, yeah, you make this. This is what I was thinking. You make you make a, a whole list that's built to be kind of more MSU. So you probably have to go heavy on the breaches and the strikes and the 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 Vespid and things like that because you've got to stay under that 175 points. But it's actually easy mm. to take two or three commanders to sit under 170 points, um, and then you take three ghost kills as you're to the last. And the first turn you put one off the table, and the other two play keep away. Next turn you put another one off the table, and the other one and the last one plays keep away. And, and turn three, the third one goes off the table, and then turn five they all walk on the furthest away from your opponent and bada bing bada boom 15 points in the bag what's the what what gun did he give the ghost kill um ion raker and two yeah. he's got two flamers i usually take I'd, I'd take the bursts over the flamers but that's just me i mean because depending on what he's shooting at and what the save it if he's i think it's ap it can be ap2 and then up to maybe mm. ap3 depending yep. on what else is combined with it you could always spend that strat to make it ignoring runs as well yep correct it'd be interesting yeah, actually- if you gave it the fusion if you gave it the fusions and then mm. popped him up um, from a table edge and then tried to yes. shoot something that was out of line of sight and go no invun, that would be that'd cool. be probably an be interesting, tasty thing pretty, to do. Yeah, no, no invun on the fusion would be actually spicy as hell because the next it's only got rent two, so turning off an invun mm. like whatever they still probably get a five up at worst. Yeah, um, yeah, another good list, another good list. Right, onto our last one. This one I cannot remember where it's from. I know this one took a loss, and I believe the, the previous, the Borkan one we just talked about took a loss as well, but these guys were in top five. This one is from the Norcal Open. Um, it's Dalith Sep, uh, Sept. Starts off with a patrol, command, uh, patrol detachment. This has a Cold Star battlesuit, exemplar of Kalyon, um, advanced EM scrambler, burst cannon, advanced burst cannon, fusion blaster, high output uh, burst cannon, and a plasma rifle with two marker light drones. Um, once again, he has a humble stave hover drone ethereal, the most consistent thing across all lists. Uh, 10 strikes one unit one unit of three crisis um battle suits with cyclics uh, a fusion and an iridium 
one early warning override, two shield drones, a unit of stealth, a unit of crude hounds, a unit of six Vespid, two units of broadsides. One is a two-man and one is a single, which is very interesting. Two devilfish, and then another patrol, this one also of the same sept, a big unit of crisis bodyguards with plasmas, and all plasmas and shield generators uh, with two shield drones, two marker drones, an enforcer commander with precision of the hunter, two cyclics, another cyclic, a shield generator, uh, a tower flamer with thermoneutronic projector, a unit of 10 breaches, a ghost kill, and another unit of stealth. What do you make of this, mate? I just don't understand it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, that's fair. I'm, just, I don't... I'm going straight to Dallas Sept and thinking, okay, it's gonna is this is gonna be the hero that we talked about, you know, he just takes all the crew. I was like, I was waiting for it and then no yeah. some crew hounds. Um interesting. So like um he isn't taking the signature system, the dynamic mirror field. He hasn't taken obviously the warlord trait because he's not really got any tower auxiliaries. Um yeah. I, I honestly don't I don't know what to say about it. Um, yeah, this one seems like the um I'm just going to take my collection and see how it goes kind of list. Um, how, many I don't strikes? Understand... how many strikes did it take? How many? I thought it was infantry. three units of strikes. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I mean, the, the, the sept tenant that Crute don't get um, the benefit from, but the strikes would is, is the um, get the benefit of light cover all the time. So they're on a three up. So I could understand this list if he went, right, here's 60 fire warriors. Uh, they're all oh, on yeah, a three up in, in, yeah. in the open. I can get that, but he's only taken. Hmm three units so i am not really maybe maybe <laughs> maybe he'll comment and say yeah this is what i did with it but i can see the benefit if you took loads and loads and loads of fire warriors. um but infantry units so maybe it does actually say infantry units not strike so crisis again would get the yes. always counters in cover so you know it's probably got play if he if he really went and doubled down on big units of crisis and loads of strikes i could see the benefit there um but I don't really um, understand it, but he did clearly yeah. well with it. So clearly, um, you know, used it to perfection. Are there any benefits to splitting up your your um, broadsides? He's got a unit of one, a unit of two. Um, is the unit? Are they all armed with the rail rifles or I... the, or high yield? Yes, yes. The rail rifles. Um, I can't really see the benefit. I could maybe see the benefit if, for example, it was Tau Sept, because you could shoot one SMS first, um, and then wound it, and then you have the plus one to wound for the other unit, but mm. I can't really see the benefit of taking, like, a unit two and unit one. Maybe you were just thinking for, kind of, board control, um, yep. or just having a, a few angles, um, maybe, but I would always stick to having a unit of three. I don't really think that multiple broadsides are needed. I know Alex Harrison took two units of three, but I'd just stick with a unit of three. And just you know, keep the the buffs of the reroll ones, and potentially um, yeah, using mark I, lights. Do you know what I, I mean? Really, so, mm. I really, yeah. I'm, I mean, I could see a unit of three and a, and two and a, and a single. Like I could, see, I could actually see that um, because if you wanted to take, you didn't want to take velocity trackers on the three man, or if you wanted to, if you were to accept and like exactly what you said, you wanted to proc um, for the the three man. I think that's mm. a really good, really good option. Like you know, you just shoot down one vade of uh, Praetor bike with the first. And then, bada bing, bada boom, you, you've got a super-powered three-man to, to wipe that unit. Um, but yeah, like I don't see the, the option of taking a single and a, and a double. Possibly this is just all he owned, so, you know. Yeah, maybe. Um, and maybe he was just testing it out. So like, I think there's a lot of testing at the moment. So I don't think there's a, uh, a one glove that fits all or one shoe that fits all. I think it's very much kind of play test out there, see what happens, exactly. and, then, and-, and then refine it. 
and that's and that's why we want to do this show because you know it really is like early days. A lot of people are taking different lists, like we just saw. I mean, even between Vic and like Alex Harrison, there was there was big differences. They both took the only real correlations were. They both took supercharged commanders. They both took hover drone, humble stave ethereals. They both took tower Apart from that, very different. Yeah, I think um, I'm excited because it leaves the way for um, someone to prove that Farsight is good, and uh, that's going to be my first uh, attack um, on the competitive scene. I'm going to be looking at originally Farsight on guys' list, but seeing how powerful the ethereals' abilities are, it's kind of hard to ignore. So I'm probably going to oh. test out the uh, allied. So you're just place. you're just saying that you're you're happy no one's stolen your thunder yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's 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 really frustrating, you know, because um I think with the Farsa Enclaves list, like I really want it to kind of kind of heavy on the uh, the the breaches and the delfish, but then I have a problem on the secondary front um because I'm there going mm-hmm. okay, I need you know, I designed a list where I had broadsides, two units of crisis suits, commanders, all the spicy stuff and three units of breaches in the delfish. So I got all nice. the toys and I was yeah. like I love this. And I got one unit of Vespid, got all that. And I was like, yeah, cool. But then I thought to myself, right, okay, so Rod, or sorry, R&D. Hmm. So my <laughs> breaches are getting out of the Delfish to do R&D yeah. and not go forward? Or I don't yeah. have any abilities to kind of go do your normal shooting and actions? So the only way of me taking the kind of aggressive Farsight list and doing actions would be with uh, having an uh, allied world so I could take an ethereal. So it's a conundrum. So I think I'm going to have to go and play test it a little bit more and see what I can come up with. But I do really want to squeeze that unit of broadsides in because with the rail rafts, they are horrendous. Mm. Yes, they are absolutely terrifying, man. Nuts. Um, all right. So that that's the list we were going to talk about here today and wanted to unpack. What are the iterations you see possibly coming? I mean, of course, you've already said that there's a huge amount more to be played already. We know that Eldar is coming down the pipe. They're, pro- they're, they're probably team minus... Don't, don't quote me on this. They're probably T minus a month away. At, mm. at worst case, they're probably here sooner. And then we've got needs right on the back of that. I feel like Tau's well placed to tech into either of those. I'm not sure how they tech into both at the same time. Hopefully they can't, and we get some we get some actually fun games because right now they're just a slaughterhouse. <laughs> um, but what kind of issues do you think Eldar is going to pose? Um, I think they're just going to pose. It's going to be a big game of cat and mouse, isn't it? Um, we've. Mm. I feel uh, as we talked about the the tail book is very balanced in terms of there's not too much jump shoot jump. There's not too yep. much fire and fade shenanigans. There's just the right amount. But then when Eldar come along and do for the whole army wide with access to making vehicles potentially do it as well, I think it, it genuinely is going to be a thing of okay, you know, <sighs> indirect fire. We do have really good indirect fire, but it's small arms indirect fire. It's not tank killing in direct fire so mm. if there's going to be howling banshees um loads of stuff in uh, wave serpents again and we've seen how disgusting they are from the from the pre previews it's mm-hmm. going to cause an issue for the big units not being able to get angles on stuff so i think you're probably going to see uh i would pr- predict a reaction from tau being just mass bodies again <laughs> like just mm. here's loads of units of strikes because just overwhelm them in mass firepower shots. Uh, I think that potentially with the Moncar yes. and Devilfish spam, I think being able to get to your opponent and bring mm-hmm. the war to them, I think that's mm. going to be key with Eldar. You can't allow them to control the pace of the game. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, see, I was about to say, like, breaches to me feel like such a... 
a core unit in that matchup because you just there is no infantry that they can have that your breaches will not dunk like that doesn't yeah. exist um and the same as the thing like the media all their medium units um things like the war walkers things like the the vipers should they get a new lease on life and be good for the first time ever uh, <laughs> and support, support platforms and things like that but the thing is like you're, you're really bad into like um into the the winning on five chassis um units like the wave serpents etc like yeah. you just can't can't scratch the paint um but and yeah exactly exactly what you said like um sms and um, airburst seem they're incredible you're not gonna have any problems killing infantry like no issues whatsoever uh i i'm curious i'm quite curious about because i've heard rumor that the the wraith knight is gonna possibly be getting a new <laughs> coat of paint I wonder if Tau being in the meta just means that that's not a thing, even if it is like really well priced and really well pointed. Because you're like, yeah, I think here's my, <laughs> here's my one wraith knight, and like, oh, oh, you poor child. Like, here's oh, my three board size. See ya. Bam, <laughs> yeah. bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely think there's going to be maybe. You know, I'm just trying to think of Tau units. Like we talked about, what what might see the light of day? Probably Sky Rays will come back. Um, because all Ooh, you yeah. need to do is yep. get a few cheeky marker lights um, mm. on those hiding tanks and go, right, okay, you know, Sky Rays, I know you can do it with one guy, but just Sky Rays are probably, the, well, it's the only thing that we've got that's super strong uh, in, in direct, you know, one, yeah. one dude with the yeah. stratagem. So um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I just generally think that a lot of the lists, Tau lists will need to kind of probably dial it down on the aggression but bump it up in terms of screens because mm. i saw those howling banshees and immediately i was like okay them getting outside of a, a out of a wave serpent and moving advancing and charging and being able to stop you from overwatching mm-hmm. you know i know that was always the case but it's going to come back and you're going to see a lot of um a lot of uh striking uh, not striking scorpions uh, howling banshees yeah I I can't, I can't wait to see Aspect Warriors here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, all right, l- let's talk about some iterations that you might see coming down the line. Like, So right now, I, I did note that most of those detachments were double patrol. Um, mm-hmm. The vast majority was yeah, was double patrol. That, that's just literally just to get two two commanders in, right? So you're saying that your your versions, your um, Farsight Enclave versions, don't have that problem because you can just take a single battalion for your two commanders? Yeah, so my, my, my Farsight um, one is just one battalion. Um, just one battalion, far sight, and a cold star. That's all you need, because uh, far sight counts as an XV8 to give you fall back and shoot, and all the no kind of penalties for hitting and that kind of stuff, and fall back mm-hmm. and charge. And then the cold star just gives you that hyped up movement. So if I kind of, um, yeah, I see that if you're doing far sight, a single battalion is all you need, because you'll need the CP, especially for when you're dunking it into the the three CP for a big unit of crisis suits for the reroll everything. Um, yep. And then your breaches, you know, they're going to eat away CP, hence why you take the pure tide chip just to give you some CP back. And you've got no access to ethereals unless you're an allied world. So again, CP is going to be very important. So your management is going to be crucial. So you can't yep. really uh, afford to do two patrols. But on that note, I might test out a list where you could just go, okay, I'll go really aggressive with four commanders again. Mm-hmm. You know, take it back to its good old days of taking six commanders and just been like, okay, here we go. Just go commander heavy. Um, nice. So it yeah. Could, it, yeah, it could, it could happen. But again, I think, I think we're just going to need to focus on screens um, a lot more because I have felt that in a couple of test games that I've done that, okay, I've got my Delfish, I've got my crisis suit teams, but custodian bike can still come at me mm-hmm. in my deployment. Yep. Big unit, move in advance and charge. 
So unless I've got some stuff to throw away, you can't take all the powerful toys. So I think that's probably, in my opinion, I think that's what's going to change um, in reaction to what the likes of uh, Vic, Alex, and some of the other winners from other tournaments have mm. done. They're going to see the aggression and then just give you more threats to worry about in combat. Because if you don't go first with Tau, there's still an issue that you could get stuff in your deployment zone to hurt you. Yeah, yeah, wrapped, tapped, uh, no fallbacks. Yeah, L- loads of loads of uh, bad things can still do fall it, yeah. your way. Uh, Admech with the Rust Stalkers, can't they? They can uh, spend that CP just to go, you can't fall back. And then yeah, if you've exactly got Airburst, that. for example, you can't shoot your Airburst in combat because it's Blast, even though you've got the mm-hmm. ability of Battlesuits, but you can't shoot Blast into combat. So, you know, that's a, a huge portion of your uh, aggression been taken away from you. Hmm, exactly right. Um, and on that note, we're going to wrap up this small, bite-sized unpacking of some of the good tail lists. Just give you guys some pointers, some points of reference of where you may want to start with your adventure into your greater good, whatever that may be, whatever fish, cow, tuna, beef, love it, <laughs> goodness you want to get on your plate. My dude, you have um, you've just uh, started some auspicious new ventures yourself. Feel free to plug anything you'd like right now, man. Yeah, so obviously things have moved pretty quickly for me. You know, coming on your show is a fantastic uh, way of just kind of giving my thoughts and opinions and some of the success that I've had. And um, I've recently been inducted into the Vanguard Tactics as a coach. So it's all exciting times. Um, I aim to do my part for the community and really kind of bring my expertise, my knowledge to the community and obviously help with all things Tower related. So there is a post over on uh, Facebook where you can find a link to the masterclass that I'm doing next wednesday uh, all you have to do is register your interest um put your army list into uh, the form that's providing the link and um you mm-hmm. can potentially win uh tau start collecting box and a three lucky winners will win not only a tau uh, start collecting box but also a free deep dive list analysis by me and Stephen Box. So it's a great way of just inducting you into what um, I plan to do in the future. And I plan to do a lot more of uh, support for the community going forward. So yeah, it's exciting times. Man, freaking fantastic. And well done to you, man. Like, uh, Congratulations. Great Thank achievement. You. On that note, we're going to tune out from this one, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you've enjoyed this special bonus, bonus extra episode that I'll be going out for you on uh, YouTube as soon as we have it to the editor and have it ready for you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And all the, everyone who's given us great feedback so far on the Tower episodes. I'll be having my man Kyle back here in a couple of months to do the Tower retrospective once they've gone through possibly a chapter approved or two or maybe some alterations and some meta changes. And we'll see how they are holding up down the track but uh as this right now the next time we'll be talking about tower will probably be when i do i'm going to be doing a faction ladder pretty soon uh, the issue is though there's so many codexes coming out thick and fast i'm trying to find the slot where i think it's going to make a difference and not going to be made redundant like in the next month so i might be waiting for the dust to settle on eldar and to see when nids are coming out before i slot that in but guys stay tuned i think my next episode is going to be a sisters codex retrospective it's going to be the next one and um, I'm open to ideas on who to get on for that episode. I've been hit, I've hit up my friends at the Sister Act podcast to see if they're interested again. Hadn't replied as of yet. I've also got Brandon Grant or John Lennon, who I could try and wrestle up. I know John's extremely busy. But Kyle, um, anything else you'd like to mention before we tune out, mate? No, that's everything. It's just been a pleasure. Absolute, my absolute pleasure, man. You've, you've been an absolute gem, and I can't wait to have you on again. So take care and good luck with all your stuff, man, and fight that good fight. You too, man. Cheers. Fish. Take care. Filthy fish cow. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K.
Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.